0: you. Mm-hmm. Welcome to OEM Industry Update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy-duty on- and off-highway equipment industries. I am Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off-Highway, and in this week's episode, we're taking a look at automation technology through interviews conducted with manufacturers and industry leaders during ConExpo Ag 2020 with our sister site, forconstructionpros.com. Let's take a listen now. Robots have their foot in construction's door. You can get autonomous earth movers from a couple of sources today. And robotic bricklayers and rebar tires are also on the market. Both the technology and the willingness to adopt it are migrating from autonomous cars to the construction industry, so the proliferation of these tools is inevitable. And rising construction labor and materials costs are raising the reward for early adopters of cost-reducing technologies. With the revolution just starting, here's how autonomous equipment working today is smashing ROI expectations and functional, legal and practical barriers to robotic productivity and safety. Thanks to our sponsor BNR Industrial Automation. Hi everyone, Diana Henry here at Expo 2020 and Pat McDermott from BNR Automation joins me. Pat, thank you so much for coming.
1: Thanks for having me, Diana.
0: Fabulous show.
1: So far, so good. Good, let's talk about BNR
0: Automation. Strong automation roots in the industrial side, but now you're moving into that mobile automation, pretty new, how's it going?
1: Yeah, it's, it's relatively new, let's say. We've been, we've been at it now for about five years and launching new products every year into the market. The transition's going, I'd say, very well. And there's there's a couple specific areas that where I'd say the customer interest is stronger than others. And I I think where we're able to leverage our our industrial, say, expertise in areas of MATLAB Simulink and and some higher software solutions and bring those to the construction equipment's been, been very, very well received.
0: Adoption's going well with customers?
1: Yes, adoption is going well. And I think w- what's helping with that is our, our software approach. So the, the platform which, which we use, Automation Studio, um, which, which scales across all of our hardware platforms, and it enable us to develop more advanced solutions quicker. And that's where the adoption is, is really helping, to, to have, a, have an idea that you can work out in a MATLAB Simulink or in an in a, in a, in a advanced digital twin and bring that to see the machine moving quickly is is what's resonating with customers.
0: So Pat, where do you see yourselves fitting into the construction market?
1: Great question, Diana. I think uh, initially what we thought was you know areas where the traditional control system schemes that have multiple CAN bus solutions on a machine and they're running out of bandwidth and and we felt like we could come in and, and provide a platform that would would solve those those traditional problems with you know, high speed Ethernet on these machines and and more computing power and a platform that scales and and yeah, that resonates with with a certain portion of it. Uh, I would say we we underestimated the need on the market for more advanced solutions and and, and what I mean by that is, you know, higher computing power, um, condition monitoring, the safety requirements needed on these machines that are operating around there. And, and these are innovations where we've been able to quickly bring our industrial expertise and bring it into the mobile automation market for the construction vehicles. And it's been going, I'd say, very well.
0: Good, excellent. Talk a little more about the new technologies happening at BNR.
1: Yes, and so we're, we're really excited to be launching our mobile PC platform here, and, and that's operating system independent. You can run your Windows or your Linux or your, your traditional operating systems on it, but it's at a really high level of computing speed, memory, uh, and made for, made for the outside environment. It's, it's got all the harsh requirements built into the design, and so come by our booth, and, and we'll be happy to show you their, our PC innovations.
0: And if you can't be here at Con Expo, how should people learn more?
1: www.br-automation.com.
0: Tom Hansen from TopCon Positioning Group joins me today. Thanks for coming on. Good morning, how are you doing today? Wonderful, ConExpo has been a fabulous show. It has been very busy, traffic has been outstanding. That's great, right? Let's talk about stuff that you've got going on here at Expo, new developments, of the core technologies for TopCon.
2: So in the OEM space, TopCon works with a lot of different OEMs globally. And we provide them sensors, softwares, uh, antennas, different products that they then integrate into their machines that allow them to take a machine and create a fully integrated machine control solution that improves capabilities of that product and allows them to uh, go after new markets and also enhance their customers' capabilities of running those machines more effectively. So some of those technologies that we're talking about, like sensor platforms, so we have new IMUs that have come out that have done a wonderful job in bringing costs down to the the aftermarkets and also to the OEM areas to allow them to more easily integrate these technologies. These hardwares were designed around OEM specifications so that they're very easy to integrate and allow that OEM to move forward with new concepts and help promote and grow their business into the market.
0: Solutions to problems for customers. I'm sure that you're solving other than cost savings. What other problems are we solving here?
2: So the other Situation is the market's changing when you take a look at a lot of the different OEMs Just walking around this show you can see there's a lot of integrated technologies that are starting to show up Customers are asking for it. They're looking to see how do they do things better more efficiently? um, drive their bottom line as well as increase capabilities of the machines that they have. You know, when you see what's going on right now in the marketplace, finding good, experienced operators is becoming more and more difficult. Machine control is a way to help the contractor take a good operator and turn them into a great operator. So there's a great return on investment for them for that and it allows them to move quicker on those job sites and do things better with those same OEM pieces of equipment, we just help them be better.
0: And TopCon's helping with testing, right? Especially as it relates to safety, super important.
2: Very much so. We've got a full testing lab that we've built out in Livermore, spent a fair amount of money on that, that allows us to meet both ISO as well as IEC standards for testing on our different components and products that we sell to the OEMs in this marketplace. So some of those tests would involve like drop tests, temperature, vibration, ESD, all the things that the OEMs are looking for, and they have specifications that are very, um, difficult to meet. So it's, it's changed the way you design your hardwares, but also changed the way you test your hardwares.
0: A lot of moving parts. <laughs> a,
2: lot of, a lot of moving parts, and when you talk about safety, you know, the machine control solutions that we're embedding with these OEMs, they're an integral part of how the machine works. So bottom line, there's a safety aspect, you need to make sure that it meets all of the standards that both teams have moving forward into that marketplace for the customer.
0: And looking forward, a lot of new developments happening with your company as well.
2: There is. There's a lot of new things going on in the machine control area, um, not only just with software, with our Magnet suite of products, where we've got different softwares to handle different items that customers are looking for, whether it's vertical construction, uh, standard 3D creation of, of uh, for job sites, for grading and things like that, all the way to we've got a new modular set of products, our MCX hardwares. Which allow you to take different hardware components and use them in different applications. Now, these products we've been able to due to the engineering expertise on our side shrink down the size of these products, enhance their capabilities, and it allows the OEMs to get a very well-priced, competitive package that they can integrate into the machine on their side. On the on the uh, on the side with dirt work, when you're talking about excavators and motor graders and uh, and bulldozers, we're using the same sensors in all those machines. So it allows an OEM that they're not having to stock five or six different types of components depending on what kind of machine it goes on.
0: And they work consistently across the work board. Work
2: consistently across the board. So they have a, a single display that they can use whether it's in an excavator, a dozer, a motor grader, a wheel loader. They have a single IMU that goes all the way across the board. Then the GPS technologies, the antennas, the chipsets, the radios, all of these new modular components really help an OEM to really cost-effectively move forward with integration to do these sorts of things.
0: Aaron Kleingartner from Doosan joins me today. Hello. Thanks for being here. Great to be here. It is super exciting here at ConExpo.
3: It is, there's a lot of people here. We're, we're excited to be here as well.
0: Yeah, this is fun. Talk to me a little bit about the Concept X technology platform that you just recently released.
3: Yeah, so ConceptX is a, a technology platform of our future for a future autonomous worksite and we're really excited about showcasing it here at the show for the first time in North America. We introduced it to the world last November with a demonstration we had in Korea that talked a lot about the, the technology that's available to us now to enable autonomy in the future.
0: Safety, productivity, key things for autonomy, right?
3: So from an autonomous perspective, when there's not an operator in the machine, from a productivity perspective, the machine can work longer hours throughout the day, maybe even 24 hours a day. So productivity is greatly enhanced from that perspective. From a safety perspective, the construction industry is sometimes known to have an issue with safety, whether it's bystanders, whether it's um, various other things. So when you remove the operator from the, the equipment, it helps to improve the safety aspect
0: key for a lot of industries right yeah let's talk about these technologies behind this that really makes it special
3: so there's a lot of really great features inside the machine that makes all the things happen the first is a drone that scans a work area and says "Um, I know that this much material needs to be moved based on the fact that we've got a design already laid out that data is then aggregated in our concept X uh, X Center and that deploys equipment to the work site based on the needs of the particular area. It might be one machine, it might be ten, but it deploys the machines to that area. The machines then know based on where they are, how much material to move, how much work to do, and it takes it a step further by analyzing it on the fly and saying, you know, something's changed since the scan happened. We're going to either move more material or less, Um, There's object avoidance systems, there's LIDAR, there's spatial recognition, and all this is happening live on the job site to make sure that what was pre-programmed is being done automatically by the equipment.
0: What kind of questions are you getting at the booth right now when it comes to this technology?
3: Well, a lot of it is like, is this really available? And, And the answer to that is no. This is something that we would hope to have available in the future. Our envision is maybe 2025 is something that we can start to offer this there'll be components of it that are available very soon. For example, our drone can scan the the work area now and give us the data. We can then create some of the activity and have an operator do the work to that level but it's not autonomous yet. But someday, hopefully in the near future.
0: Well, Doosan's bringing us technology of the future right here at ConExpo. We're trying. Super exciting. I am joined by Johan George from SkyMule, a startup company, so exciting. Please tell us more about this technology and how you came up with it.
4: Sure, Uh, SkyMule is a robotics uh, startup and we are doing uh, automation for a particular task in construction and so uh, if you think of making concrete right concrete is made by first laying rebar and then tying to them together and then pouring concrete on top. but then one of the tedious process of this task is tying the rebar so i know if you've walked or driven past the bridges or roads you can see people bend over and tying this day in and day out and that's called rebar tying. So what we do is basically make a robot that uh, makes uh, autonomously does the tying uh, instead of humans having to do that.
0: So this is a drone. This is literally a drone, yes. And it, it, it goes above the site and it can see where the point is that a rebar needs to be tied, right? And right. it comes down?
4: Correct, that's exactly right. And so what the, what the process looks like is once you figure out, once you lay the rebar, lay the map.
0: Mm-hmm. then
4: you fly a drone over it and get the map of where all the rebar is and then virtually mark the cor- corners of where you want to actually tie the rebar. And then once that is done, uh, we our algorithm basically find out all the all the uh, different intersections that have to be tied. And then depending on how many drones that you want to use for uh, for the task, you can uh, split the work among the x number of drones.
0: It might be obvious for some, but list the benefits of why what this could mean for the the workers and the companies.
4: Sure. So I think from the workers' perspective, right, it's not like. Workers want to do this job. It's not an exciting thing for them. I mean bending over and tying them is pretty strenuous. One on the back, two on the wrist. So it's almost like the carpal tunnel on like uh, uh, probably 10 times more. In fact, if you look at uh, the the safety issues for workers, uh, rodbusters have almost 10 times more uh, soft tissue injuries than workers of any other industrial class. And they also, and each of the injuries also take like almost ten times more to recover. So it's almost like a, a significant percentage of damage just from doing this repetitive task. And so, what the advantage that we bring is, you don't have to. This is not a job that a human has to be doing. Really, it's it's a repetitive, it's a dull and a boring job. And we. Be doing or uh, making it automated, so that, I think that's one of the value. But then obviously there's money involved, money required to get uh, to adopt a technology, right? And for for the same technology, uh, we have almost like a labor shortage. If you if you compare apples to apples, we have probably like about 80% less labor, and probably twice as fast for the same amount of resources, and they're probably a little bit cheaper than the existing technology so it's all the safer faster cheaper and better better system
0: what do you say to the naysayers though who say you're taking jobs away
4: so it's not. It's not like uh, in the construction industry. I don't know if you, if you talk to any cons- uh, contractor, right? It's not like uh, they're not having enough jobs to do. They have more than enough that they can do on their plates. It's it's the fact that the the labor is the critical factor right now. So if they get more labor, they can actually do more. They can take pic- uh, more work. And I've heard. I've talked to a lot of cons- uh, construction companies where they're not able to take. More additional jobs because they don't have anybody to do it, right? So it's not taking the jobs away. It's basically making each of these people more efficient at doing. So one person can do the job of ten of these ten of the people that's doing right now. So uh, I think that's that's basically how we should look at it.
0: It's a shift in in moving from that position, that work, to a different, more more time-consuming, more thought-provoking. Um, type of job for this person, right?
4: Exactly. So if you instead of doing the tie, rebar tying on the floor, right, there are pretty intricate stuff such as for columns, which which need a lot of uh, intellect and also a lot of thinking to do it right. I mean, you can screw up like the columns and so, uh, uh, columns and those assembly pretty easily. And they would we would basically have them do those jobs, which require more human skills than uh, uh, other robotic skills. Right, and
0: part. also trained to maybe work the drones. Too, right? to work on. technology exactly
4: and so uh, having the having the uh, having a rodbuster now upskilled to a uh, robot technician rodbuster so that's a new skill and so if they're uh, to specifically to get like younger generation into the zone. right that's that's uh, an attractive uh, proposition exciting for them exciting for them it's not the boring tying tying over and over again right. so it's
0: what do you say also about iron worker unions I'm sure you've been approached about that. They're super influential. How do you plan to enter the market and and sell to this this type of industry?
4: So yeah, that's kind of a pretty interesting interesting thought actually. So initially we we've, we've been trying to stay away from unions because uh, not directly but indirectly we've heard oh, it's very hard to uh, get into some of those uh, markets, but right now uh, what the kind of uh, aha moment has been when some of the u- leaderships of the union, unions of various different organizations, of various different local unions, they've basically come forward and said, we want to train our people to use this technology. And so uh, they also see that it's not, it's not like technology competing with humans, it's basically how do you use this technology along with uh, the skills to kind of get the boost for them right i mean they don't want to be uh, if they're not competent somebody a non union worker would take their jobs so i think the the leadership at the at the unions are uh, pretty forward thinking to understand all of this and approaches and uh, understand how to train train them and how do you get get into the market so i think it's been pretty pretty insi- uh, insightful and helpful in that way
0: Great, fascinating stuff, Johan. Thanks so much for sharing with us. Thank you, thank you. I am joined by Gaurav Kakani from Built Robotics. Thanks for joining me.
5: Thank you for having me.
0: Lots of great stuff we're talking about as it relates to technology here at Con Expo. So let's talk about robots and how this plays into the construction industry.
5: Absolutely, yeah. So we're developing fully autonomous heavy equipment. So we're taking existing heavy equipment and we're uh, putting a, a, a simple retrofit kit onto the equipment just consisting of hardware and sensors in order to enable full autonomy. So there does not need to be an operator in the cab of the equipment in order for it to operate.
0: It's like mind blown, right? <laughs> How is this helping with the labor shortage?
5: Yeah, so the labor shortage is one of the biggest things that's affecting construction in the U.S. and developed world, uh, developed countries around the world. And um, 80% of contractors in the U.S. are struggle to find skilled operators to run equipment. And when you layer on this with the $2 trillion backlog and infrastructure that we need to build in this country, there's a big challenge that we as an industry need to figure out. And so where autonomous robots come into play is that we believe that if we automate basic repetitive tasks on the job site by creating this tool, we can reallocate skilled operators to doing the higher value tasks on the job site that only humans can do. And so if you have humans doing the valuable work and you can automate the basic repetitive stuff, then we together can do a lot more work and build a lot more things.
0: So productivity obviously is key. How about job site safety and how this plays a role in that?
5: Job site safety is number 1 and we think that, you know, construction is an inherently dangerous industry and it, you know, it oftentimes we end up putting people in harm's way when we don't really want to. And so we think that you know, by taking the operator out of the cab, we take them out of harm's way. And in a lot of uh, site activities like uh, remediation or mining or, um, you know, general earthworks where you could be compromising the safety of a worker, robots are now another tool that we can use to make sure that we're keeping people safe.
0: And you're partnering with some organizations, right, to bring this to kind of uh an education perspective.
5: Absolutely. So we we recently announced a really big partnership with the International Union of Operating Engineers. So this is the large one of the largest labor unions in the country, uh, particularly for operators of construction equipment, and they have a membership of about 400,000 operators and um, and mechanics. And so they view autonomy as as part of the future, and they want to partner with Built uh, to train their members on our technology, so that when uh, the time comes their members are ready to uh, operate the technology in the field.
0: They have a really big training center, right?
5: Exactly. It's the International Training and Education Center in Crosby, Texas. It's just outside of Houston. Um, and actually at our de- uh, at our booth at ConExpo, we've been demoing an excavator that's stationed in Houston that you can operate here from Las Vegas.
0: I bet you the line is just like crazy, like, I want to get up there, hurry y- up! Yeah,
5: people have a hard time believe- believing it's 1,500 miles away and that in a, in a half a second you can fire up an excavator and start start digging trenches somewhere else. That's that's awesome. Talk
0: about how you're getting into new construction verticals then with this technology.
5: Yeah, so initially we started with uh, smaller equipment on more utility size uh, applications. But since then we've moved into production size equipment with some of the largest contractors in the country. So Mortenson Construction is one of our biggest partners and they do a lot of work in renewables, particularly wind farms. And so we've been deploying on a number of those projects. Uh, Another big one is Black and Beach and they do a lot of work on the solar side so we've been doing trenches for electrical on, on solar farms around the country. And then the third one, which is really big, is we just announced an expansion into Australia today. And uh, we have a customer there that works on pipelines uh, in in Queensland, Australia. So MPC Kinetic is the name of that contractor and they're basically putting thousands of kilometers of pipeline a year. And so we'll be doing a lot of that autonomously.
0: Boy, you're not busy at all.
5: (laughs) (laughs) We we find a way to stay uh, stay up working. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: good. AI guidance system kit technology, is that scalable?
5: It is, believe it or not. And that's been uh, a core of, of how we've architected the technology is that we wanted to build retrofit kits that we could apply to existing equipment so our customers aren't forced to buy new equipment because most of them already own large fleets that they don't want to turn over. So the idea is it's a very modular portable kit uh, relatively inexpensive that we can bolt on to existing equipment and that enables autonomy for that piece of equipment. Um, and we are OEM agnostic so we can work across all the major brands including Caterpillar, Deere, Komatsu, etc. Um, and the idea is we want to give our customers as much flexibility as they want to choose the tool that they want to be the most productive on a job site.
0: Fascinating stuff. Con Expo is a great platform for you to display all of this technology. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you to the participating interviewees for providing their insights into the continued evolution of automation technology. And be sure to tune in each Tuesday for a new episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.